Hello and good morning, everybody. Yes, good morning. This is Scott Kendall. Arrow? Scott, what are you doing, man? Listen to that beautiful energy you've got. Always. We keep it energetic. We keep it positive. How are you doing today? Doing very well. First cool. of all, I got to tell you, this book is absolutely fantastic in the way that, you know what, guys? I, I know that you're, you you may think your job sucks. Or you may think your life sucks. Why don't we just basically reboot? And and that's what this is about. I mean, this right here is an adventure, and it's, it's also, a, a, it's like a seed saying, okay, I did it. Now you do it. You couldn't be more correct. I mean, you can use the main character, Evan Bloom, as an example of being frustrated, unhappy in life, doing things that you just don't want to do, not living your sole purpose, not going after what you were born to do. And he gives it all up, heads to Washington Square Park and seeks out the life of his dreams and does it in an organic way where people just naturally come to him and he... um he, he lives his dream. He gets to do exactly what he always wanted to do, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, one, one of the underlying stories here, and, and, I, and maybe I could be wrong on this, but the thing that you deal with here is houselessness or homelessness. And the thing is, is that so many of us will sit there and we will label a person because we assume, and, and this right here, no, no, no. I think I would have looked at you and said, there's something about you, dude, that's very inspiring. I want to watch you grow. Mm-hmm. You know, with homelessness, everybody's created equal, right? And some people are down on their luck. They're just having a tough time. They're not really, you know, able to relate to society. So they seek out on their own. They don't know. They have no family. They have no friends. They have no money. And they search and the search begins. And the main character in my book had everything. He yeah. had everything a man could want, everything a man could dream of, everything he can, he can everything. He, he had the admiration of his peers. He was worth $30 million, but he gave it all up, lived homeless to become a writer and a poet and to become, you know, who he was always meant to be and who he, and he ends up, you know, fulfilling that prophecy. Writing all that music, writing all that poetry. The thing is, is that I, I can so relate with this. Is, is Maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading a book about my own personal life here because I mean, I can relate with this book. Well, that's what I wrote it for. I mean, the main character is just like me. He's a, he's a 35 year old, you know, rich guy who, has everything like I said, and he is very relatable. You see it in the first person, it happens yes. through his eyes. And, um, you know, everybody relates with my character. I think that's why the book has uh, resonated with so many people and why it's becoming so popular. Now, putting it on the shelf at the bookstore, a book like this, because it is so inspirational, I realize it, that it's a story, but it's also inspirational. Did, did you get to pick which section of the bookstore you were going to put it in? Because my first book, they put it in uh, New Religion. I'm going, it's not New Religion. Oh, but if you look at it, it's New Religion. But So where did yours end up at? My book ended up as, it's commercial fiction. It's with every other wow. book, although it's unique and different. Um you know, it, it's it's a spiritual book, but it's not really a spiritual book. It's more of an adventure. It's yes. more about being young and being, you know, just unhappy in life and frustrated. And re- although it's spiritual that he seeks out his sole purpose, you know, he's just a normal dude like me. You know, <laughs> he lived a life in Long Island. He grew up going to clubs. He grew up, you know, in that scene. And then he seeks out a totally different scene that people really can't relate to, but they see it through the eyes of somebody that lived a normal life. I think that's what makes it special. Aren't you showing readers that, look, your, your, your life is a book itself, that every, every every experience that you've gone through is truly just a chapter or it could be a paragraph. Open your heart and grow. You know, it's all about growth. Life's too short. Yeah. And when you look back on things, I'm starting to look back a little bit now. I'm only 43, but I'm seeing things very differently than I saw when I was 23. And you realize... You know, all the decisions you make in life are not permanent. You can always change. There's always time to evolve and grow. And that's what this character does. That's what I've done in my life. And, um, you know, it's never too late to change your life Mm -hmm. and to live a different life. Although people 
get stuck in that bubble like the main character of having a family and doing something every single day that you don't want to do that's unfulfilling it's never too late to make a change when you write music as well as poetry there's there's a, there's a kind of a rhythm that we have as creative people how were you able to keep them separated from your authentic self in the way that you're you're a great conversationalist but but yet when you go into writing it's editing it's rhythm it's pace yes. it's pause absolutely you know it's um when i'm writing and when i'm myself in normal life it's a totally different experience when i'm writing I'm 100%, it's coming 100% from my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's almost like another consciousness where it just flows from the pen to the paper and I take on a different persona. I think that's the true me. There's no hiding, there's no veil. When I'm writing, I'm just Scott and that's just like the main character in this book when he's writing, that's what we share in common. He becomes some true self. Even when he's a stockbroker and loaded, when he's writing, he is authentic and he is truly pure do you become evan and the reason why i bring that up is because when i sit down to write anything is it my my writing name is the poet may for may the sun rise above your tears mm -hmm. i am evan and i mean i didn't grow up i didn't grow up privileged i was never rich you know i never had unsupportive parents i have the greatest parents but you know me and evans share a lot of similarities we, we share the same characteristics and um we're very similar people. I never set off on a journey, but I kind of did. You know, I was living in corporate America. I was unhappy, and I decided yeah. at 30 that I'm going to give it all up, and I'm going to write a musical. I'm going to become a stand-up comedian. I'm going to write a novel, <laughs> and I'm going to go after my dreams because that's what I was born to do, just like the main character. Oh, my God. As a comedian, you are burying your soul up there, man. That takes confidence yeah. and courage, and you have to be able to accept failure in, a, in the moment of right now. Could not, could not agree more. You know, it's funny. I wore another persona when I was a comedian. When I went on, when I went on the stage and I was a stand-up comedian, I played kind of an arrogant, selfish. It was an alter ego. I played a different person, the complete opposite of myself. And I was very critical, and I would, you know, lambast the audience. And it was a ton of fun to do. But I decided that I need to live an authentic life and be myself. Yep. And that's why I wrote this novel. How did you get people to fall in love with that authentic self? Because there are a lot of people that see me, oh, you're that podcaster. Oh, you're that radio guy. Oh, you're that artist on a canvas. They, they tend to try to write the, your story for you. And it's like, no, no, this is my story. You know, I always try to keep it real. And I always try to be myself and yeah. be my authentic self around people. And maybe I wasn't that way when I was younger, but now I can't not be myself at this point in time. And you know, my identity now is a writer. And, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was a salesperson. So it's just different. But, you know, I'm a writer. That's all. That's all. That's who I've always been. So I just keep it real. Keep it true. OK, now I got to ask you this only because I, I, too, have been writing for a very, very long time. And, and I always said that the only reason why I've got 44 years of radio broadcasting experience is because the writer found that to be his stage. Is it the uh -huh. same thing for you? You're always looking for that next performance. You know, I think writing is who I am and my stage is the world. I think yes. what I project out there to people is, you know, I'm always positive. I'm always kind. I'm always compassionate. I'm always funny. But when I'm writing, I'm very critical of myself and I'm very, <laughs> I kind of take all my demons and kind of wrap them up and put it right on the paper. Oh my God. I just talked about that on iHeartRadio talking about the authentic voice versus the monster in our soul. Oh my That's God. That's right. I think everybody's got, I think everybody's got monsters in their soul, <laughs> whether they like it or not. <laughs> so now why Washington Square? What was it about Washington Square for you to put so much energy into it? You know, well, first I lived three blocks away from oh, Washington Square God. for three years. And not only that, Washington Square is the home of arts and culture. Yeah. I, you know, I used to sit on a bench and I would daydream about being Jack Kerouac, the voice of a generation, being Jack Kerouac, being Bob Dylan, being William S. Burroughs. That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be 
the voice of Generation X. And that's what I'm trying to be. And that was my daydream, you know, 15 years ago when I used to sit on that bench in Washington Square Park. Now, you, you, you openly admit about the bipolar. Now, is that now was writing something that that helped feed it or, or save it or because, I mean, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but you, you, you bring it up. Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I, you know, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder 20 years ago and, you know, I have something that I battled and I kind of come up on the other side where I kind of, you know, I stay positive and I, I deal with it and I look at it as a gift. Yeah, because I look at it as a creative gift. I mean, you know, when I sit down to write, it's always been my release and it's always been my outlet for creative pursuit. It's always what I've loved to do most. So, you know, I bipolar disorder, I mean, it stinks. Obviously, you know, you have the dark side of it, but the opposite side of it. I think you see the world in a little bit of a different light, and every every good day is a great day when you have a mental illness. Yeah, that, I, I call it post production blues because it's like you you're having this great time bringing something to life, and then when it's over, it's like Ugh. you know you, you, it's you, like Ugh. you know it, it's like giving birth. It's like postpartum <laughs> depression. I went into a six month depression after I wrote this book. Everybody doesn't understand that, but they're like you should be so excited. And, you know, I got people from high school, you know, college reaching out to me. They're so excited about it, and they're so proud, and they want to discuss it. And I was sitting there comatose. I can't believe yep. I created this. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you build a relationship up with it. And, and I talk with more authors about that. I go, are you yearning for the for the opportunity to write more? And and they go, how do you know about this? I'm going, because I live it. That's how I know about this. You know, I write every single day. I've yep. been writing every single day since I'm 14. I can't not write. It's an addiction. And, you know, you become in love with your characters. You become in love with your book. And it's, it's such a part of your life. It's all I thought about for six years. So when it's over and you're taking it to phase two, like with you and doing publicity for it, it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. And it's a different experience. Now I look back on it. Yeah, I wrote it six years ago. I'm like, wow, I was a different person then yep. than I am now. Yep, yep, yep. Do you go back and read stuff like that? Because, I mean, I, I have 29 years of daily journals in here, and there's I, I've got to have the confidence to be able to go back to those dark periods mm-hmm. and see if I've learned something as a 61-year-old man. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. Now that my book is starting to get attention, and I wrote a musical, too, people are starting to read that, and people want to read my poetry and lyrics yep. now. So I had to go back, and I've saved every single song or poem I've ever written. I went back and I read the first song I ever wrote, in ninth grade in my English high school class. It's called The Green Blanket. And I swear to you, it's very good. And I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was excellent. Do you, yeah. do you let your poetry um, maybe inspire you to write the books? Only because my last book, which is about John Lennon, it was inspired by a piece of poetry that I called The Saddest Love Song I Had to Write. And I went, God dang, I, I, who would write a song like that? John Lennon. John Lennon is my favorite artist. Ever. Oh my god! I'm, I've oh been god. obsessed with John Lennon my whole entire life. Uh, you know his writing. People underestimate his his voice. Yes. Nobody had a better singing voice than John Lennon, in my opinion. He sang with more emotion than anybody. But when I go back to write, you know, I uh, I just I'm in awe of it. It happens so fast. I write a song in 15 minutes usually, and I yeah. go back. It's like a different state of consciousness and I was like what was I going through that day what was going in on in my mind it's amazing but see that's what I love about writing though because we can take notes but but will we be able to tap back into that energy no all of a sudden we're, we're now the reader and we're receiving what that person laid down on paper you know it's funny my process has changed over time but when I write a song now I usually get the title in my head when I'm driving and I, put, I put it in my iPhone notes and then sometimes I go back to write a song based on that title and I don't remember what I was thinking yeah. it's weird it's almost like we're snowblind. We we were there you can see it in my writing I was there I promise you 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went back and read my book. I've read my book a million times, but yeah. I read it again like last week and I forgot what it was about. <laughs> so now have you have you read it on Kindle yet? Only because because that's quite the experience when you can be at a red light and you, you whip out the Kindle and you're going, oh, geez, this is not a normal book. I have. And, you know, it was an, it's just an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Even more reading it on Kindle was an experience. The ultimate experience is right when I got my proof copy. Yes. I, I gave it to my father and then I went over to my father's house two days later and there's my father on a recliner reading my oh. book with my picture on the back. I almost passed out. Oh, I can't do that kind of stuff. Oh my God. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you, you've you basically given your whole entire self into that book and now your dad's reading it. It's like, oh geez. Oh. Yeah, it's just, you know, what is my dad? And you know, out of everybody that's going to read your book, obviously what your father thinks you know matters most. So my dad was blown away. He was so proud. He was so excited for the future of this book. He couldn't get over it. Wow. Where can people go to find out more about you, Scott, and they can support you and follow you and do everything that needs to be done? Sure. So the name of my book is That's All I Ever Wanted to Be. You can see it on Amazon and all major retailers. The reviews are through the roof. Yes. I can't get over how people are responding to it. You can find me. I'm building my website currently. I'm in the middle of it. But you can find me on Instagram. My name on Instagram is Poet Scott Kendell. That's all one word. And then you can find me on Facebook. And you really want to jump into my life. My name is Scott Kendell. It's public. You can hang out with me on Facebook <laughs> and check it out. I write a lot there. And um, I hope they're interesting. I write a lot of comedy there, a lot of personal stories. So you can learn a lot more about me. You know, my book, again, that's all I ever wanted to be. All, uh, Amazon and all major book retailers. And I promise you. You'll love it. What is the one public thing that you do? And the reason why I bring this up is because during the lockdown, everybody was running away from people. I went uh -huh. and got a job, and I say it's my first job ever, at a grocery uh -huh. store. And I, it changed my it's life great. because it's mm -hmm. in the public. You seem to be the type of person that's always looking for the public as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My last job, you know, you know, you probably chuckle, is that I was working on this book and I was committed so much and I, I really had to work on it you know, hours a day. So I worked in a CBD store <laughs> and, you know, nobody came in. The store went out of business. I had one customer a day. So I would just sit there and write and work on my book all day and, you know, selling CBD. And uh, it was amazing. It was like a, getting paid to go to a library. There you go. <laughs> Scott, you got to come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be, be open for you. Absolutely my pleasure, Adderall. I really appreciate your time. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? And thank you so much for saying yes to your creativity. Thank you very much. I'll always say yes. Excellent. I love that attitude, man. Yes. <laughs> be brilliant, Absolutely. man. Absolutely.